0: Welcome to Voices of Church Past. I am your host, Rob Barnhart. Today we'll be reading one of Luther's sermons from the fourth Sunday after Epiphany. The text is on Matthew 8, verses 23 through 27. This gospel as a narrative gives us an example of faith and unbelief in order that we may learn how mighty the power of faith is and that it of necessity has to do with great and terrible things. And that it accomplishes nothing but wonders, and that on the other hand, unbelief is so faint hearted, shamefaced, and trembling with fear that it can do nothing whatever. An illustration of this we see in this experience of the disciples, which shows the real state of their hearts. First, as they, in company with Christ, entered the ship, all was calm and experienced nothing unusual. Had anyone asked them then if they had believed, they would have answered yes. But they were not conscious of how their hearts trusted in the calm sea and the signs for fair weather. And that this their faith was founded upon what their natural eyes saw. But when the tempest comes and the waves fill the boat, their faith vanishes. Because the calm and peace in which they trusted took wings and flew away. Therefore they fly with calm and peace and nothing is left. But unbelief. But what is this unbelief able to do? It sees nothing but what it experiences. It does not experience life, salvation, or safety, but instead the waves coming into the boat and the sea threatening them with death and every danger. Because they experience these things and give heed to them and turn not from their fear from them, trembling and despair cannot be suppressed. Yea, the more they see and experience, the harder death and despair torment them. Every moment threatens to devour them, but but unbelief cannot avoid such experiences. It cannot think otherwise, even for a second, for it has nothing besides to which it can hold and comfort itself, therefore has no peace or rest for a single minute, and thus it will be in perdition, where there will be nothing but despair, trembling, and fear, and that without end. But had they had faith, it would have driven the wind and the waves and the sea out of their minds and pictured before their eyes in place of the wind and the tempest the power and grace of God, promised in His word, and it would have relied upon that word as though anchored to an immovable rock. It would not float on the water as though the sun shined brightly and all was calm and no storm was raging. For its great characteristic in the power of faith to see what is not visible and to not see what is visible, yea, that which at the time drives and oppresses us, just as unbelief can only see what is visible and cannot at least cleave to what is invisible. Therefore, God bestows faith to the end, that it should deal not with the ordinary things, but with things no human can master as death, sin, the world, and Satan. For the whole world is united and is unable to stand before death, but flees from and is terrified by it and is conquered by it. But faith stands firm, opposes death that devours everything and triumphs over it, even swallows the unsatisfactory devourer of life. In like manner, no one can control or subdue the flesh, but it reigns everywhere in the world, and what it wills must be done, so that the whole world thereby is carnal. But faith lays hold of the flesh, and subdues and bridles it, so that it must become a servant. And in like manner, no one can endure the rage and persecution, blasphemy and infamy and hatred and envy of the world. Everyone retreats and falls back, exhausted before it gets the upper hand over all and triumphs and if they are without faith it mocks them besides and trends all under its feet and takes pleasure and delights in doing so further who could conquer satan with his innumerable subtle suggestions and temptations by which he hinders the truth in god's word faith and hope starts so many false doctrines, sects, seductions, heresies, doubts, superstitions, and innumerable abominations. The whole world compared with him is like a spark of fire compared with a fountain of water. All must be here subject to him. So we also see, hear, and understand. But it is faith that keeps him busy. And it not only stands before him. And vulnerable but also reveals his roguery and puts him to shame so that his deception fails he faints and falls as now takes place with his indulgence and his papacy just so no one can allay and quiet the least sin but it bites and devours the conscience so that nothing avails even of the whole world where the comfort and support such a person he must be cast down into perdition here faith is a hero and appeases all sins even if there were as many as the whole world had committed. Is there now not something almighty and inexpressible about faith that it can withstand all powerful enemies and gain the victory? So that St. John says in his first epistle, in chapter 5, verse 4, this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Not that this is done in peace and by quietly resting, for it is a battle that is carried on without not without wounds or shedding of blood. Yea, the heart is so severely experiences in this battle, sin, death, and the flesh, Satan, and the world, that it has no other thought than that it is lost, that sin and death have triumphed, that Satan holds the field of battle. The power of faith, however, experiences but little of that. This is set forth in our narrative when the waves not only dashed into the boat, but even covered it so that it was about to go under and sink. Christ was laying asleep. Just then, there was no hope of life. Death had the upper hand and had triumphed. Life was laying prostrate and was lost. As it went here, so it goes and must go in all other temptations of sin, Satan, and etc. We must experience how sin is taken captive the conscience, and nothing but wrath and perdition wish to reign, and how we must be eternally lost. Satan must start so many things by his error and false teaching that it appears God's word must fall to the ground. The world must glory in falsehood. Likewise, the world must rage and persecute to such an extent that it appears no one can stand or be saved or even confess his faith. But Cain will rule alone and will not rest until his brother is dead, so that he may never be in his way. But we must not judge and act according to appearance and our experience, but according to our faith. Therefore this gospel is a comforting example and doctrine, how we should conduct ourselves so that we may see we may not despair in the agony of sin, in the peril of death, in the tumult of the world. But be assured that we are not lost, although the waves at once overwhelm our little boat. That we will not perish, although we experience in, in our evil conscience sin, wrath, and a lack of grace. That we will not die, although the whole world hates and persecutes us. Although it opens its jaws as wide as the rosy dawn of the morning, these are all waves that fall over your little bark and cause to despair and force you to cry out, Save, Lord, we perish. Thus, you have here the first part of this gospel faith and how it should thrive and succeed, and besides, how incapable of faith hearted unbelief is. The second part of the text, Treaty of Love, shows forth Christ in that he rises breaks his sleep for their sake, takes to heart their need as though it were his own, and ministers to them help out of free love without any merit on their part. He neither receives nor seeks any reward for his help. He permits them to enjoy and use his power and resources, for as we have often heard, it is characteristic of Christian love to do all freely and gratuitously. To the praise and honor of God that a Christian lives upon the earth for the sake of such love. Just as Christ lives solely for the purpose of doing good, as he himself says, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. Matthew 20, verse 28. This was Luther's sermon given on the fourth Sunday after Epiphany. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Voices of Church Past. I am your host, Rob Barnhart. I just want to sincerely thank everybody who listens to this podcast. We had a record number of people listen to our last past episode. Apparently, a lot of people found the topic of baptism particularly interesting and checked out our episode. So that means not only did the normal people who usually listen to this podcast listen, but... Quite a few of you uh, listened beyond that. It's our way more popular, the uh, most popular episode we've ever had by a lot. Um, and what was interesting is, uh, while, yes, both of the listeners were in America, we had quite a few listeners overseas. So something about that topic created quite the, the interest in the podcast um i guess that means that when we touch on certain topics we can expect to see maybe an influx of listeners that normally wouldn't listen to the the podcast um i'm guessing probably communion baptism um maybe long gospel topics like that are kind of um maybe people who don't necessarily know what luther taught might check it out just to see what he says Um, but yeah, it it was kind of intriguing, and I, I guessed it might be of interest to people, so I kind of shared it on a couple different, uh, avenues, and said that it was about baptism, so apparently people were really interested to hear that topic. Um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I know that the production isn't all that it could be. I'm really trying, really, really hard to save money to buy a proper microphone and a proper laptop, so I could do more nuanced editing. Um, if I would cough or, or or maybe not quite say a word right, I could do a little bit neater uh, editing. I could maybe put some music in, things like that. Um, and I can get like, you know, uh, for when I say a letter, a word that starts with a P, you know, uh, the the microphone I'm currently using probably does pop a little bit, whereas if I had a microphone with a pop filter, it would not quite sound so harsh. Plus, also, in post-production, I can kind of bring those down so it wouldn't quite sound quite that way. Um, I can do a lot of different things, and it's just a matter of just saving up money to do that, you know, I I probably would need, uh, a good micro, good solid microphone would be at least 70 to, uh, $90, uh, a good laptop, depending on, like, what I'm looking for, probably $200, so it's not something that I can readily just, uh, do, unfortunately, so... But right now, God is blessing me. You know, me, and, me and my wife. We 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 definitely are finally getting our feet underneath of us, and we're making a decent amount of money. We're not, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. So hopefully that can happen soon. Um, so I just ask for your prayers regarding that. Um, this might sound weird, but. I just want to dedicate this podcast to to my now-deceased cat, Simba. Unfortunately, uh, during the week, my cat got sick. Within a day, died of something. Um, And I miss him a lot. Um, So I just want to dedicate the episode to him. All right, God bless. Until we, till we see again to see each other again, bye.